ArchD1079 Life. James here with you. So back from ACYF, the Australian Catholic Youth Festival in Sydney. This happened just on the weekend, uh, just gone. It was incredible. Such a massive, massive uh, three days. Uh, well, probably more like five days once you sort of count all the traveling backwards and forwards and we had to get there the night before and couldn't leave till the following day, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was at Olympic Park in Sydney and ended up with a huge long pilgrimage walk uh, out to the Domain in uh, the middle of Sydney. I didn't know this at the time, but Olympic Park's out near Parramatta, like way out west. Uh, so it was a, you know, a really, really long journey. I got to do some amazing interviews while I was over there and catch some amazing music. I took my microphone with me the whole time. It was a bit cumbersome to start with because these are, you know, 12, 13, 14 hour days, uh, but it allowed me to catch some magic stuff, including one final interview at the very end. I did not expect to get, I couldn't believe it. The performer who was the, the great coup for the festival, Matt Maher, who is, you know, probably the biggest Catholic music artist in the world right now. I got a 10 minute interview with him in the green room after one of his shows. I was so thrilled, couldn't believe it. Uh, we'll give you a little preview of that just before uh, the end of the show, but we'll air the whole thing next week. Uh, so please, yeah, uh, stay tuned to that. But on tonight's show, uh, I've got an interview with Gus and Iggy, the wonderful Gus and Iggy from Wollongong, Genevieve Bryant and her brand new band, uh, as well as Nick and Lucas from Orange Sky Laundry. Now, this is the most amazing initiative. These guys, what they do is they had a dream that what they wanted to do was to work out a way that people who are homeless could have all of their laundry washed for free and set up a mobile laundry van in their home of Brisbane and drive it around, stop at places where you know people would know that they were going to be and wash these people's clothes and do it for free. They have not only done that hugely successfully in Brisbane, but now do it all over Australia, including here in Adelaide. Uh, their story is unbelievable. Um, Please stick around in about 20 minutes or so. We'll have that on. All this stuff is coming up, but we will kick off with a song from Matt Maher. He played this at the opening concert right at the very start of the festival. Absolutely ripped the roof off. You are listening to RHD 1079 Life. Stick around. This is a massive show. RHD 1079 Life here with Gus and Iggy. Finally get to see them live again after a couple of years in Adelaide and after serious thrashing of Eyes Still Wide on the radio show. Louisa and Maz, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you doing, James? I'm very well. Great, great show. Very brief, though. Half an hour. Yeah, yeah. I, I want the two and a half hour stadium performance, Maz. When's that going to happen? It's coming. It's coming, I promise. <laughs> Give us a few years. Give us a few years. We'll make it happen for you. So the response to I Still Wide has been fantastic, and it's an amazing sounding EP. How do you feel about it? Because it's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Feeling amazing about the EP. Like, it's really incredible the way it's been received. We're so, so blessed and feeling really, really loved and supported by our friends and family who have gotten behind it and also perfect strangers who have gotten behind it so it's really really cool um, and just to see kind of how far it's spread without us really doing much at all is kind of amazing um, in terms of where to from here we're actually both got some other things going on so we're you know taking a bit of a break for a while but we'll be back after that for sure what, what, what are the other plans Maz? 
Uh, well, I've been itching to do another EP for a while now. It's just, I guess, yeah, um, getting our lives together and <laughs> actually making it happen, which, um, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> getting married, starting a new job so and, and doing some other things. So it's just kind of, yeah, taking a bit of a, a bit of a breather and we'll come back to it in a, in a year or two. So. But you've got tons of stuff still on at the festival. You're yeah. doing a pre-plenary thing that's tomorrow morning. Yeah. So when the, because we just came from there. Were you there earlier on to the yeah, see the plenary thing? The, I dropped into the start of the plenary and then had to come here but yeah. it's pretty awe-inspiring uh, something of that size and uh, and they did an amazing job I think um, and any other performances coming up um, that you're looking forward to here at the festival Maz? Yeah um, the expo stage will be at this afternoon at 2.30 that should be really good it's air-conditioned in there and it's buzzing <laughs> yeah. it's well, where we've just been out here at the Charles something stage this is I think where they do the wood shopping usually during yeah, yeah. the Sydney yeah, uh, Sydney show and it's all open and exposed and it's really hot so everyone including me was like you know hovering in the shade as best as possible so a bit of indoor air conditioning stuff you can do, as Madonna once said you can do the show the way that it was meant to be done yeah. <laughs> that's right I'm with Madonna on that one <laughs> well thank you so much guys for your time I appreciate how busy you are today and uh, uh, we'll keep playing the EP in fact we'll play Ticket to Ride right now through the magic of editing uh, <laughs> This is from the Ice to Wide EP. Check it out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, Louisa and Maz, thank you so much. No worries. Thanks, James. Thank you so much, Have James. Have a good one. Arch D Radio on 107.9 Life. I'm here with Genevieve Bryant and band. And Genevieve, seriously, like we can't separate the band from you because seriously, the sound that you guys were all making today at the plenary, the pre-plenary entertainment, try and say that three times fast, uh, pre-plenary entertainment, as well as your uh, set that you did uh, here, uh, it was in the dome stage. The sound of this band is incredible and really lifts these amazing songs of yours to a whole new level, I think. Yeah, thank you. I I agree. Um, I would be not just lost without them, but um, I think that we've got like we've captured something really different and really unique um, because there's there's four girls for a start, so um, and some beautiful harmonies and stuff, and then um, so that's a really that's a really important strength, and I think that gives it just a different flavour. So. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. It's, it's so new, so... Um, and it's yeah. so new because you said, and I couldn't believe this, you said uh, on stage when you are doing the interview bit before that the first gig was Wednesday of this week and it's now only like, what day is it, Friday? That's two days ago, if my maths is right? Correct, yeah, yeah. And we went from a, a gig of about, what, 60 people or so to then this morning, you know... What, 15,000 or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Logical next step. Logical next step in two days. That's because every band hopes that that's the step they make. Yeah. Gig one, 40 people where the band outnumbers the uh, outnumbers the people, then stadium. That's really good. Uh, Nicole, you're the drummer and singer as well. How did you come into playing in the band with uh, Genevieve? Um, just been friends with Jen for a while. Like first started playing with her. I remember the first time she she was the one that actually added me on Facebook and I was actually like full fangirling. Like, it was like a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jen Bryant just added me on Facebook. But yeah. I was like, I didn't know that. So, wow, that's amazing to actually be playing with someone who you were kind of really admiring. Did you ever imagine that you'd be here this short time later? No, if you had asked me like this time last year, if I was, that you were going to play at like QBA in Sydney, I'd be like, Nah, you're, you're Gavin. What is that? <laughs> but yeah. Now, Thomas, you hold the uh, illustrious role of being the only male in an all-girl group. <laughs> I'm the token guy. Token guy. How did you get uh, roped into all this? 
Well, roped in. That's terrible. How did you get involved in this amazing, right, illustrious band? Is a correct term. I was uh, invited by my sister because my sister and uh, Alyssa both submitted a song that almost won the theme. But oh, wow. yeah, instead we got to play with Jen, which is even better. So when God closes one door, He opens a bigger one. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, Georgia, um, you told an amazing story that I really related to you because, lo like you, I came to the church late, came back to the church a bit late. Uh, could I ask a little bit about kind of your story relating to that, if that's all right? Yeah, it's a pretty long one, but I can condense it. Like, I was baptised a Catholic, but I went through a really bad stage when I was a teenager, like eating disorder, uh, depression, anxiety, and I was very, not very good. And one of my best friends took me to uh, church, and I had a confession with a priest, and he just, like, I still can't put it into words, but he just talked about how the reason Jesus came was to help us start again and from that moment I just went to Mass every Sunday and that's what I've been doing since then and so my whole dream is that I can use music to bring people to Jesus for that healing so yeah getting to sing with Jen is just like perfect yeah fantastic <laughs> yeah, thank you it's a short story I, I could write a book about it but I won't I tend to blabber on so <laughs> uh, now Alyssa um Amazing vocals, by the way, listening to you guys before. What's it like actually singing in a group of people where you've got such strong vocalists all coming together? It's a sound that uh, where the end result is greater than the sum of its parts, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. When we sing together, we are definitely um, a strength with each other. Um, it's awesome. We don't really have to worry about what each other's doing. We sort of just know where everyone's going to go. We've just got this sort of sixth sense about what's going to happen, and, and it's, it's awesome. It's really good. Well, we'd love to hear a track from the new EP. The new EP is out. Uh, if you've listened to Artsy, you will have heard the title track uh, already been played, but you guys are going to do a, a version uh, just acoustic here with harmonies and all that kind of stuff for us now. This is Genevieve Bryant, and this is our new song, Enough For Me. My heart knows this place This love, this grace and I will not be afraid, afraid For I am safe in your embrace Cause your love is, your love is Your love is all I need It always is, always is Always is enough for me Always is enough for me Always is enough for me It's my heart, it knows this place This place This love and this grace And I will not be afraid for I am safe in your embrace Cause your love is, your love is, your love is all I need It always is, always is, always is enough for me You strip it all away, your love is here to stay And now forever it will remain
remain cause your love is your love is your love is all I need it always is always is always is enough for me cause your love is your love is your love is all I need it always is always is always is enough for me Always is enough for me. Highlights from the 2017 Australian Catholic Youth Festival, Sydney. HD 1079 Live, James here with you. Still here at this wonderful Australian Catholic Youth Festival here in Sydney. It's about to rain, I think, which is going to be a bit of a trip to see how it goes. Uh, but either way, I'm still, I'll am i be joined with good company because I'm out here with Lucas and Nick from uh, Orange Sky Laundry. How are you going, guys? Awesome. Thanks for having us. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now, you gave an incredible presentation this morning at the plenary when all night 19,000 people came uh, to sort of gather to hear all sorts of different things, some music, some worship and stuff. But the Archbishop introduced you and said, some guys are going to come out and talk about a laundry. And I wasn't quite sure what to expect. i got to admit, I got on Instagram. But then you guys started telling this incredible story. Something that really began for you, Dick, with an experience that happened to you while you were still in secondary school. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, it was, uh, I guess, a, a winter's morning in Brisbane when I was, I was 13 years old. And my mum said to me, we were going in our school's food van. And at that point in time, I sort of was incredibly uncomfortable. I'd sort of never uh, met a homeless person, I didn't know what to say, and all these things went through my, my judgmental brain. And um, that morning was a real eye-opener for me. I had a conversation with a guy by the name of Harry, and Harry was more interested in my life than I thought he would be. And um, he was just like my dad or my uncle, but unfortunately, um, Harry was, was living on the streets and didn't really have a community of people around him. And um, I can still remember that that first morning going out on, uh, on Eddie's van, our school's food van, um, and meeting people like Harry, but uh, through growing up um, in school in Brisbane, Lucas and I had multiple opportunities through school to give back to the community uh, through programs like Eddie's Van. I guess that's where our eyes were open to um, a problem that we have here in Australia, which is homelessness. Uh, tonight in Australia, 105,000 Aussies are out there who are homeless and dis disconnected from the community. And when you break that down, uh, meaning that one in 200 people are out there like Harry and, and don't have a safe place to call home or a conversation. We have a, a, an initiative in South Australia called Fred's Van, which is very similar in that way. So Lucas, if you could take the story up for, um, from where we are here. So uh, uh, Nick's had this experience, you guys are friends at school. What happens next? Like, What is the, the gap between uh, 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 that experience and what you guys kept referring to as a dream? Yeah, absolutely. Nick and I um, sort of left school. Nick went into work full-time. I went to university full-time. We both really missed that opportunity to give back um, to our homeless friends in the community. So, Why was that so important to you? I think it was just always a part of our upbringing. It was, you know, the best way to start a day before you go to school, get there a couple of hours early, go out on the streets and just have some conversations and, you know, cook up a barbecue. And it was a, a massive part of our upbringing. And I think our families definitely drilled that in and as part of school and, and all these different things that sort of came together. So I suppose a couple of years out of school, just toiling away at university and working full time. I went overseas for six months, came back, um, had no job, had no uni, you know, had no work and um, needed something to, to, to dig my teeth in. Into, and Nick and I came together, had breakfast one morning and thought, yeah, this is a cool idea, let's actually make it happen. So we emailed off the laundry company, asked for some washing machines, which, you know, they started talking about thousands of dollars in leasing. We managed to secure a meeting with the, the managing director of that company. Um, they agreed to, to donate four machines. Um, we had an old van, we spent a few weekends fitting it all out, lots of trips back and 
forth at the local hardware store and then all of a sudden we had this van um, as a working prototype we built a dodgy website we did all the the little things that you did we funded the whole thing ourselves purely because we didn't want money we didn't want that stuff to get in the way um, so once we had that van and the the washing machines together we, we hit the streets and, and started washing and the first morning we went out I met a guy by the name of Jordan and we actually broke the machines that first morning we um, fixed them got went out again the next day broke them again the third time lucky and um, we went out and we saw Jordan once again for the third day in a row and Jordan you know was maybe eight or nine years older than me he went to school just on the road from me he went to university at the same university as me um, but from there you know he'd made some poor decisions he didn't have that family support network around him he became disconnected from the community and found himself sleeping in a park and um, for Nick and I to for that to be our first wash and, and for me to have uh, my eyes open to you know this guy was eight or nine years older than me down the same path that I was going down but he was living in a park bench so um, it, it was a, a really confronting moment but also um, laid the groundwork and the foundation for what Orange Sky is today. Now Orange Sky is essentially a completely free laundry service for homeless people in the community. It originally started in Brisbane where you guys are from, where I'm from too, I might like to add. Slakes Creek, Springwood. The, the one thing I couldn't quite work out though in the presentation this morning was how you managed to not only fund the Brisbane operation but that you've now expanded all around Australia. Um, it must be an incredible challenge to do this. Yeah, and I guess we're uh, forever thankful for people believing in us. And our Orange Sky is far from Nick and Lucas. It's a community of donors all around the world. It's a community um, of charities like Fred's Van uh, down in down in Adelaide. Our Adelaide van goes to 11 spots around the community, like Hutt Street Centre, yeah. uh, down to Elizabeth and all those amazing places. And I guess um, what we try and do at Orange Sky is positively connect people. Our Adelaide van, uh, Peggy, was born through a group called RACV Salary Solutions and one of our amazing partners, the good guys. Um, and without them, raising $100,000 for us to build a van. We wouldn't have a van there in Adelaide. Amazing groups like South Australian Water Corporation help us in funding the van so it can stay on an ongoing purpose. About three months ago, we put a van in South Australian Northern Districts and going out to source some of our uh, more remote uh, places um, outside of metro towns. And um, that's something that's been really interesting for Lucas and I to be a part of, is that homelessness isn't just one person sleeping on a boardwalk in Martin Place. Homelessness affects all of Australia and um, they might be people that don't feel safe in their own home or might be in a small community town and um, really doing a tough through um, uh, you know the farming uh, downturns and stuff like that. Uh, Lucas you were also saying during the presentation this morning that the bigger investment wasn't necessarily the washing machines and the dryers but you said six orange chairs that you have to take along with you can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah absolutely the first morning washing with Jordan we um, got there we chucked the washing on and then we almost thought well what do we do now? We, we hadn't quite planned for what do we actually do once the machines actually worked and, yeah. and when they did it was just that conversation and finding out all that stuff about Jordan really um, blew my mind essentially and we thought you know a few weeks later well you know we can't just keep standing around the van we need some chairs so we went down to um, Ikea down the highway and um, walking around walking around found these orange chairs and we thought these are perfect. Oh, so you didn't have to paint them because I've noticed with all your van decals and everything like that you've had to paint everything orange but you actually got them as orange. Yep so we um, there was only one one type of chair so we got them we emptied the bank account and, and bought six of them and those six chairs have become you know one of the most iconic things for Orange Sky because it does foster all that amazing conversation 
fashion, but um, it's the launch is really a magnet. It draws people in. It, it breaks that breaks the ice of the first conversation, but those relationships that build off those conversations really are life changing, both for volunteers and also for homeless friends. So, and you said on stage, Nick, that some massive statistic about the amount of washing you've done and the amount of conversation time that you've had as well. Yeah, we never thought that it would grow outside of Brisbane. We've now got 22 vans in operation. Uh, a month ago, turned three, and um, about to click over 500,000 kilos of free laundry each and every week. The thousand volunteers wash and dry That's about 7.2 ton of free laundry but yeah most importantly on those orange chairs uh, that Lucas talks about each and every week 1,200 hours of conversation take place to date we've facilitated nearly 100,000 hours of really awesome chats and why is it important to be at an event like this Nick at the Australian Catholic Youth Festival I guess Orange Sky isn't politically or religiously associated but what we've found is that connecting with amazing groups like the Youth of Australia like the Australian Catholic Youth Festival has meant that our service can operate our van Cathy in Brisbane is run by purely Catholic schools in Brisbane, wow. raising the van. We're about to put a van in Townsville and Southern Cross Catholic College. Um, our van in Newcastle is funded by Dara and the Catholic Diocese there. So um, Orange Sky is the fabric of a lot of people coming together and helping us. And just because Lucas and I are young guys doesn't mean that you have to be young to help people. Um, you can uh, help anyone at any age and really have a chat. Fantastic. And what can people do, Lucas, if they want to support Orange Sky? It costs us six bucks to wash and dry someone's clothes. It costs us three dollars to give someone a safe hot shower, but it costs nothing to volunteer your time or to tell someone about Orange Sky. All those things can be done on the website, orangesky.org.au, um, and, and that's the best way to help. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Amazing presentation and good luck with everything. And thank you on behalf of not only the Catholic Church in Australia, but for everyone in Australia for the amazing work that you've done. Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing our story. ArchD Radio. 107.9 Live. Now, I promised before the night was done, I'd give you a preview of that uh, interview clip with Matt Maher, one of the world's leading Christian music artists, and I would say the world's leading Catholic music artist. He was here in Sydney for the Australian Catholic Youth Festival. I got, oh, at the last minute, found out I was going to get a 10-minute interview with him after one of his shows, and I, I jumped on it. I had the microphone with me. I was all ready to go, uh, so I rushed in. Uh, we're going to air the whole interview next week, but here's a little preview of us talking about his latest album, Echoes. Here you go. People say a lot that an album is really just a snapshot of where you are musically and personally at any point in time. Where were you musically and personally with this album? Well, kind of still where I am, I think, in the sense of, like, I'm, I'm sort of processing the unfolding events, I think, particularly in America, in sort of watching... Uh, the cultural moments that are happening and trying to figure out what's my place in it all in terms of how do I adapt to the changes that are occurring? How do I respond to the changes that are occurring? And then those were the things that I was thinking about. And then in the process of during making this record, my father passed away. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. And I think that definitely had a profound impact on me. I don't see how it couldn't have had a profound impact you know everybody's relationship with their parents is different I was in I was very fortunate I think to be in a place where overall my relationship with my dad was good obviously he still lived in Canada and I lived in the states so we didn't get to talk as regularly as I I would have liked Um, and uh, it was a bit difficult you know through the years he's a tremendous man I you know so many of the qualities in me that people love I know came from him so uh, you know but he had his struggles just like everybody else he struggled with alcoholism 
um, early in life. He had been sober, I think, over 20 years when he passed away. But, but you know, I think, I think you know, life takes its toll. And I think uh, it, the grace of God is, is very, very important in terms of continually our character being shaped in a way that gives life to ourselves and to others. And so um, I think that uh, for me, so many of the songs became part of the soundtrack of my own grieving and sort of a realization of, oh, maybe this is why I wrote them. You know, I was thinking it was about something else and maybe it was actually just about this all along. ArchD Radio on 107.9 Life. And you can hear that whole interview with Matt uh, next week on uh, on the show. I'm so thrilled that we can bring this to you on ArchD Radio. Just, yeah, be sure to, to, to be listening to us every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. We are here. Uh, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud for the podcast. Instagram, we've got like photos of, got, took a photo of me and Matt on Instagram after we did the interview and I was buzzing. I'm the one with the bigger grin, by the way, in case you're wondering who we are. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll catch you again in a few days. And until then, have a wonderful week. We'll see you soon. Bye.